Hello, everyone. Thanks again for listening to Trauma Drama. We wanted to administer an official content warning that some of the things that we're going to be talking about in this episode could be a little extra, extra heavy. We're going to be talking specifically about mental health and mentions of suicide or self-harm. So this is your fair warning, but we will always provide resources and support towards the end. Thanks. Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody. On today's episode, we're going to start with our main topic for the day. How do we respond now to traumatic stimuli as our trauma baggage grows? And then we're going to finish with mental health news and some other resources brought to you by Johnny. So at this time, I'm going to pass it off to Kaylee because this is her topic today. Thank you. Oh, hi, Millie. <laughs> Matt, as soon as you said pass it off, <laughs> Millie started pawing at me. Oh, man. Um, but yes, thank you, Ned. I... I'm really excited, but also pretty sad to talk about this kind of topic. Um, And I I think I first want to say, I know I have a lot of students that are listening. And so to my students that are listening, I see you. I love you. You know where to find me if you need me. Um, But I really wanted to talk about things related to like big trauma stimuli, as well as mental health resources and mental health news today, um, because we had... I, I told a lot of people um, throughout the week that Monday was the worst day of my professional career um, for a lot of different reasons, but uh, this is public knowledge and um, public news, so I don't feel like I'm sharing anything that is um, that I'm not supposed to be sharing, but we had a student death on campus um, on Monday, and this is the third student death that we have had on campus. Well, I'm sorry, the, the third student death that we have had in the last six months and the second death uh, that occurred on campus. Um, and so with all of those things, I think I I was not the single like RLC or staff member that responded um, to either situation, but was called in as a respondent for both situations. So was on scene um, for both deaths and as we kind of talk about like what how do we respond to these single or like big trauma stimuli when we have so much of our own trauma baggage is something that I've been thinking a lot about because I have been surprised by my own response I've been surprised by other people's responses I've been um trying with all of my heart and soul to support student responses but um every every person you know, looks and feels like they are responding in a different way or healing in a different way or coping in a different way. Um, But I know I also wanted to bring it to this platform in order to try to create some kind of locus of control around the issue because it has felt so out of control um, this week. And it felt like a great platform to provide real resources, support, and talk with two of my favorite heartbeats about (laughs) what this really means or what this issue is really 
how it really affects us. And I, I wanted to bring it specifically to Nick because talk about someone who's responded to a lot of singular traumatic events or situations. Yes. And I believe you're referring to my old job. <laughs> your old job, your old, car- old career, old your career. old choice. Which one was feel- Yeah, Uh, yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, though. It does. Yeah, it really does. So what do you want to start off with first? Well, I think I can start off with kind of like my own response and just how it's been feeling and how I've been talking to my own therapist about it. And then I can kind of bounce off with you about like how you would normally respond or what usually comes up for you. And then we can pass it to, to Johnny or we could do whatever feels good. But no, we'll um, just keep going. No, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny doesn't can't participate in this conversation. Just listen um, and smile. Maybe learn something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um for the listeners, I was telling Nick and Johnny that I went to therapy twice this week because of how difficult this was for me to process and um my therapist and I had a really great, but also really tough conversation around my response to something like this. Uh, and, um, I was telling her a lot about how I feel like I haven't been able to bounce back. Like usually when things like this happen, I am able to bounce back really quickly and process really quickly. And, you know, because I've had members of my family who have passed away, I've had other like, singular traumatic sorts of situations or events that I feel like I've been able to respond to really differently. But for some reason, this doesn't feel like that. Um, And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know why I can't bounce back. I don't know why I can't show up for my students in the way that I want to. I don't know why I'm not at a hundred percent. And she was like, and, and I, I have been feeling guilty about the way that I've been coping this week. And so she was like, the, the way that you've been describing to me that you have been coping sounds to me like the first time that you have responded to a trauma that that like sounds healthy or like feels healthy or isn't in response to like how your trauma brain would respond gotcha because trauma brain would bounce back right would would be like no worries doesn't matter we we live in this yeah no problem like oh fight or flight and she's like yeah no wonder it feels like you're having this sort of like response or whiplash because you're not in fight or flight and well, I, in like a way, that's pretty awesome. It is awesome. Really and cool. it's like, I'm trying to take a victory out of that, but it feels like shit. Like, if this is the way that other people, like, cope, oh, my God. So I think hard. what I tell my students is, like, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And that's something that I think when we grew up in a household where, mm-hmm. if, like, we didn't really have a chance not to be okay. Because if we fell mm-hmm. apart, the whole house would have felt apart. So... As or we, we would have died. No, we would have died. We didn't have time. But now it's like yeah. we cannot be okay and everything will yeah. work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, if I fell apart, my mom would have OD'd in her sleep. Yeah. Or like uh, we wouldn't have had food to eat. Or like Cassidy would have gotten seriously injured. Or, we, you know, like there's so many things. My sister. There are so many things that could have happened. And so now I feel like this big thing is happening. And it's like whoa, I have to, I'm going through all these other processes that I was going through day to day as a kid. And it's, or it's just, it's so jarring. But like I told, I told Stacy, I had a really tough night on Wednesday and like drank a bottle of wine and called Johnny crying and was like, this, everything's bad. <laughs> and 
she was like, that sounds really normal. Like that <laughs> sounds like you drank, you drank too much and called your support system. Sounds like the way that you like other people cope. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Interesting. No, you have such an an awesome opportunity that you, you and I and other people like us don't often get, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. notice when it we get a chance to like, oh, I think I think I might need to take some time for myself. I need to work on myself. I think someone something in me is calling for some help. Yes, Johnny. Um, I would like. (laughs) Thank you for raising your hand. I was raising my hand. I didn't see that. I was looking at Nick so intently. I didn't even see that you were raising your hand. I was just scanning my room, just seeing if anybody was getting left behind. (laughs) Oh, here's a little guy. Come here. Classroom management. (laughs) Come here, buddy. Um, no, I just wanted to touch on because Keely mentioned that she called me. You were like saying how you had never really like, you know, cried that much before, or like was Mm -hmm. able to like respond in that way. Yeah. And in the moment, I was, you know. I'm not Stacy. I'm not a. I'm not a therapist. Disclaimer. We should document that. Yeah, I'm also not. Um, <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> but, Just for the record. Yeah. But um, I was I was feeling in that moment like, wow, this is the first time that she's responded like this, and it it seems better than her just like not sharing it with anybody or just like trying to be like trying to just tell herself I'm okay. When it's yeah, like it's, I, you weren't, and that's okay that you weren't. Yeah, past me would have dissociated on the kitchen floor, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have woken up for like hours. Yeah, and you told yeah, and I think you told me that that you just wanted mm-hmm. to like be on the kitchen floor, and I was like, yeah, I'm glad you're not right now. Yeah, yeah it is good I, when mm-hmm. when that happens. You cut yourself off from all the other stuff too, like this interaction we get to have. Like mm-hmm. it's about something sad, but we get to like. Tr- treat it with love and like project it with mm. love so it's like it's a, you can turn something so traumatic into a healing experience which mm-hmm. is cool because if you disassociate you can't do any of that yeah. and I, I i was never really able to see that before it was like like i said it was just about survival and like now that it's not about survival it's like it's changed so much but it's it is allowing me to feel so intensely and like i said about like someone that I like I didn't know any of these students personally but you know and I I don't want to ever use this as an excuse to I don't know to process or to like allow for my own self-growth and that's like part of my guilt that I'm trying to work through is like is this me you know am I allowed to grieve because I didn't know them but I feel like um, I don't know. I think you can. I think you've yeah. earned the right to. Thank you. Uh, I, yes. I think I was asking that question more of like a, I think I know the answer, but it's just like, I've been really wobbly and that's, I think been part of my, my coping and like my healing. And, um, but being in a job or being in a position where you are responsible for other people's lives, like I haven't heard anyone, I don't want to get into like the campus politics, but I, I feel like I am one of the only people that I have talked to that is processing in this way of like, I don't feel like we, we did enough. Like, how could we have done more? Or wait, why is the college responding in this way? Or, um, but again, on the record, I want to say those are my internal feelings. Like that yeah. is not something I want to um, project onto anyone that is listening that might have been impacted differently. Um, but it is, yeah, it's been a rocky, rocky, rocky week. But I also wanted to ask you, Nick, like, did you manage 
similar things, like when you were responding to to crises or like when you were responding to high level stuff? I think the most like positive thing that came from my childhood being a little traumatic would be that I learned how to possess the ability to soothe myself very quickly physiologically like okay your heart rate needs mm. to drop your respiratory rate needs to drop anything that can make you look stressed out you need mm-hmm. to be able to like hide it and mm-hmm. move it deep down inside right so then by doing so you just are like this stone-faced person who doesn't have any emotions at the moment mm-hmm. so it's like sometimes you even lose the ability to like feel fear possibly if you can do it very well so yeah, that's like seriously then what I noticed was like I would start to come home like that. And I think statistically a lot of those careers, a lot of people do that. They come home and they're still – then they start to like stonewall and commit horsemen in their relationships. And then like, okay, well, I want to feel something. So why don't I start to drink? Like It's pretty much the only substance I can use. Let me start drinking. And then now, oh, here come like everything just mm-hmm. flowing out, all the trauma coming out. And who's it going to yeah. come out on? The people closest to you. Mm-hmm. so yeah the, all those thoughts I just kind of I just was really lucky and saw like what my parents didn't do when they were in their 20s mm-hmm. and I didn't want to end up like them in their 40s ruining kid, their own kids because they never worked on anything and the pathway I was going down I wasn't making the the progress I needed to something like yeah. was missing and I yeah. think it was my la- I wasn't able to be nurturing so I couldn't nurture myself so I mm-hmm. couldn't self-soothe I couldn't take time for myself. I was just caught in this toxic masculinity. So, yeah, I experienced some of that. Wow, geez. Yeah, just a little. Just some light stuff. (laughs) But I got out of it. So it wasn't like, I don't even think I was in there for that long. Like in total, my first responding career was only like a year and a half. And you have, and you always, I think, have had like a different level of self-awareness, like I think even when we were younger and you were still managing so much of that, like I, I heard you say like, you still knew, you still knew kind of like to some degree what was happening or to some degree, like how you wanted to grow or be different. And like, I I think so much of that self-awareness that you possess allowed you to, to get out of that sooner rather than later. Cause you're so right. Like people end up in careers that they're unhappy in their whole lives it's probably yeah you're probably right because Mm -hmm. it was relatively short to like make such a life-altering decision that was what the course of my life was on the whole time yeah so yeah yeah no i've been i've been thinking a lot about that kind of stuff lately too like thinking about the next steps in my career and what what sorts of things i really want to do and my therapist and I have been hitting a brick wall every single time we have or like start to have that conversation because it's like, what are your values? Like, what is important to you? What kind of day do you want to like live? And I just, I fall so flat every time. And it's uh, what, like I gotta what helped me was kind of I just flipped that question a little bit. Like, what does my day mm-hmm. want to look like after work? Like yeah. outside of work? Mm-hmm. Like... I don't want to be sore from working yeah. out all day or whatever I was doing. Uh-huh. I don't want to be traumatically influenced when I come home. So mm-hmm. I feel like you could start. It might be another angle to look at it. Might yeah. help. Because like your mm-hmm. weekend right now is spent on call m- morning. <laughs> like you could have a coworker die anywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. death is all around us. But yeah, you don't have to be the one responding to it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing of, yeah, I, I don't think I want to be on call anymore, but it's, I, it's so hard sometimes because of how my career is attached to my house. Yeah. So it's like, I got to think about like finances. I got to think about all those kind of things. And, but I know, I know I, I was saying this week, this is a little dramatic, but also not, but I was like, okay, I could quit, but where will I go? Like I could quit, but what would be my next, like, what would be step one? And so like thinking about those kind of things, again, for my students that are listening, don't panic. I don't think I'm going to quit right now. We're going to be okay. But um, like really thinking about what is going to be best for me and if this institution and what they're doing is something I want to be a part of. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, finances is a massive, mm-hmm. massive part of it. And I think yeah. that was part of my trauma response was like, I need to have all this money and savings because mm-hmm. I have to create my own safety net. Yeah. Um, but you got yeah. a job where you have your safety net built into your job, but now it's right. causing other issues. So. Totally, totally. Okay, Kaylee, where did you want to go next? Do you have any other questions or what is your next emotional step that's going to have to take you away from this trauma brain that you're stuck in? Because I think the the next part or like for me, the next layer is is related to mental health and like what kind of things do we as people who've experienced childhood traumas or a traumatic childhood in general, like navigating mental health on a day to day while still like, like you said, this world, there's trauma everywhere. Like there are things that can happen to us at any time. There are things that can happen around us at any time, like just surviving the pandemic, for example, like these are all things that impact us on a day to day. And so like, I know I have, I've shared this on this podcast, but um, like I have been diagnosed and have managed PTSD for a while and that that comes with dissociation or dissociative tendencies and um like being able to to try to be really active in healing from that but then just like continuing to get hit with all these other things it just I I think I've said this to Johnny a few different times like how like when will I get just like a break like when do you think it'll just be like a like a cool day like a calm nothing's happening kind of day. But I, in reality, I probably have those kind of days all the time, but I I just like, it's something that I definitely catastrophize and like think a lot about now that I'm trying to heal from, from that past or to, to get away from a lot of those symptoms that I experience. But, um, I don't know if that's something that you struggle with. My, yeah, I recently asked my counselor like, Hey, I thought I was done. thought I (laughs) thought I worked through all my my triggers, yeah. I can't remember anymore. Like, why am I still <laughs> having these issues? Like, I thought well, I was done as good. No, yeah, I, I said that. And she's like, she's like, no, Nick, we're, we're never done. And uh. then she's like, and if you think about it, if you were, our triggers, because I guess like our theory behind the trauma is that that's what gives us the wisdom and the, yeah. the nourishment from like mm-hmm. whomever you believe in, whatever being, um, so without the traumas or the triggers, then we would be missing out on growth yeah. and like yeah. connecting with our soul and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that really changed my perspective mm-hmm. on trauma. And now I partly don't want to more so my frustration lies with pinpointing. Was there a specific moment that happened that I can't remember? 
or was it like what you were saying has it been years and years of one mm. little trauma being added mm. onto and not getting dealt with yeah and then the cool part is that i i think we talked off there like i use a lot of imagination work mm-hmm. so i like sit down with these beings in my own head they're mainly just to help me connect with stuff so if it's connect with logic connecting with the, my feminine side any any tool that i could be that could be useful in solving that trauma or finding the little string and following it like oh okay now i remember mm. that's so interesting because i ugh, i have so many thoughts related to what you said because i think um you know there's so much stigma around mental health and I yeah think there is i i know that we have both been in positions where we've been congratulated for like wow you had this really difficult childhood and like you've come out of it like like you're good you know like yeah. wow well done you you aren't uh, you beat the who, odds yeah you're not someone who struggles with druggies. addiction yeah. yes or you're <laughs> you're someone who isn't a narcissist and it's like well yeah thank you i guess but that doesn't mean i'm like one cheery fucking rainbow i mean the world i think often sees me in my especially at my work as a cheery fucking rainbow but like that doesn't mean that i'm okay that doesn't mean that no but i think isn't like it's hard i want to like try to get you to reflect more on mm-hmm. that because they might be trying to tell you what I just laid out like yeah well uh, that's such a good point and I only want to bring this up because Johnny and I and us we've all talked about this like Johnny didn't have what we had Mm. and in comparison I think the life experience that we have under our belt is more and it's Mm. been totally valuable to both of us Mm. Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. could be where what they're pointing at yes I don't want I hope that doesn't make you feel like no actually I don't know no, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think my intention in beginning that statement was going in a little bit of a different direction. But I think that that's always a component. Like, yes, there are days where I use my skills from my childhood to push myself like into a different or just period. I use my skills from my no, childhood. I really, I really like that if I may yeah. run, run with that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like I use my skills from my childhood to get me to a place where I can now use my new adult skills yes. to protect myself, heal myself, and move forward. But it is hard to break that cycle. So I still like, yeah. I feel like you have to feed that side of you. Mm. Like there was a super racist Republican parent and I like joked with him a little bit and said something that maybe yeah. five years ago, Nick, would have actually believed. Wow. But it felt good on my psyche to be a little bit of a chameleon. Like, this guy doesn't Whoa. know what I actually believe. <laughs> yeah. You know? so No, totally. It feels good. Our, I think our psyche yeah. really likes when we make deals with ourselves and when mm. you get to feed those little dark shadows. I think it's important. I picture it as, like, I think that's really well said, Nick. I picture it as, like, a baton handoff in a race. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> the little, like, little me is pa- trying to pass the baton, but adult me kind of just keeps dropping it. But, like, I'm trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, go around one more time. I'll be here. But, um, like, I, I think that uh, I want to, I don't know. I struggle when people say, like, we don't want to glorify the bad parts of mental health or, like, we don't want to glorify the, like, the bad or the ugly, you know, parts of our our lives or our childhood but like for for me and for so many others I would assume that like 
all the bad and the ugly make up so much of who I am that like, yeah, I mean, why not acknowledge it at least? But I don't know. I struggle with that, the kind of break between like feeling sometimes glorified by others, but also not, not feeling like I can talk about that, like bad or ugly. And I don't know. I have those kind of conversations with my students a lot too, because people, um, people are often like, we can't glorify the bad parts of mental health, but. Yeah. I sometimes feel I struggle with my self-worth a lot Mm. and it's, it's not logical because if mm-hmm. like if you look around and you're comparing me to society's norm, I've mm-hmm. been very successful. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because I never I just was never taught to make myself a priority. So now all this trauma baggage has grown. It's so big, it's so heavy, and it pulls you down in a depression and it's basically mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I heard this on TikTok like mm-hmm. you're you need to stop pretending to be something you're not mm-hmm. and be who you were meant to be." And I felt like without the trauma, I would never have been dragged down. I wouldn't have found my authentic self and all that mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. I just had the best filibuster of my life, Johnny. Yeah, good job. I heard all all of it. Nice, <laughs> great. I saw I saw your brain. Uh, I saw the light bulb. Yeah, I said, here's, mm-hmm. here's my chance. <laughs> one of I think I would love. I think this is an idea for one of our next episodes um, that you would love, Nick. I I wonder if we could spend more time exploring imagination Mm, and creativity because I struggle a lot with imaginative parts of therapy or like using my imagination in therapy. Like, I don't know if you've ever done um, the tapping, the psychosomatic tapping. Have you done that? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. It's a I've done the the eye one. Sure. They're all similar, right? Like Mm. something that helps you center like or calm that part of your um, nervous system yeah and in therapy this week i like i i I will be honest because my therapist is not in front of me i hate that shit it's so hard it's so hard for me to like to do any of that and i don't know if it's just because i'm still so far away from accessing that part of me but like we started doing tapping because she was trying to like calm me down and I just lost it. Like I just started to cry and she was like, well, that's actually the opposite effect of what it's supposed to do. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I, and I wonder if that's like, oh, I, I became calm for one moment and that was what I found. Like, I think, <laughs> I think so. I think it is allowing yeah. yourself to come through. Uh-huh. You're just bearing it down. And I've, I'm worried the longer you do, Me the too. more is going to come through when those doors open. Mm-hmm. Me but, the inner child work the imagination work has been crucial to my success but it goes along with religion Mm. they're praying to these entities right i'm just imagining my own and i've created my own and they're what brings me comfort it's very Mm -hmm. very similar Mm. i think that would be a really cool episode i think it would be really cool i would have my sister on because she went down religion and has cassidy yeah oh shit yeah that's right yeah how funny that both of our sisters found religion in yeah. a, in a um, I should say, in a neo-traditional way. Yeah. Did you have a thought, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny, about, you want to fucking about, contribute? Just about anything? Just, <laughs> no, I literally look like you. Anything. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
No, I was just um, thinking maybe for the, I maybe I represent the listener, right? Who's learning with mm. with them, and maybe I yes. can try to summarize the part that you guys just talked about. Yeah, would I that want, be okay? Gonna, I would like you to As summarize. As a teacher, <laughs> yeah, I would like you to summarize everything I just said so I can pinpoint the uh, misconceptions. <laughs> So and you're, I can see if you're ready to enhance the lesson or if I have to go back and reteach it. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I love assessment. What I heard was like the main theme was... In between you getting interrupted by your mom? Cut that. Or your dad. Chop. <laughs> Restarting. What I heard from that last segment <laughs> was um, don't let your trauma be like a... Um, control like control you and like to like to um like guide your next step of how you respond but use it as like a tool of um like almost like to empower you yeah um yeah and then also what you were saying about like uh holding in like doing the uh like locking the door um i feel like Haley did a good job of that this week of of not like holding that in and Mm. Um, it actually didn't come out in an unhealthy way, I feel like. Yeah, I think her good. counselor would confirm that. Mm-hmm. Good intake. Yes. Yeah, Johnny, I think I think you nailed it. Pa- you passed. as a tool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yeah, passed we're the to lesson. Destigmatize trauma. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. No, totally, totally. And I think that is a good way for us to segue into whatever mental health news and resources and things um, that you have, Johnny, because... I, yeah, I feel like that would be a good way to close and I can add, I can add some things in as you go, if that feels okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have something here to, it's kind of, you know, related to what we're talking about, but it, I don't feel like it's like news. Probably wouldn't be news to any of us. Um, I'm on the same, uh, website that was on the last episode to find our news. And this one says, can you nearly, remind me what that is? Uh, it's Sil- science daily. Cool. It's basically an aggregate of a bunch of uh, journals, I would say. Okay. Summaries of journals. And this says nearly 1 in 10 in the U.S. Re- reports having depression. Um, and it's particularly high among adolescents and young adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which... our grandparents are just telling us to stop buying coffee. <laughs> and, uh, we'd save money to buy a home. Uh, um, and the gist of it to help help with this is um it's saying that a lot of people don't reach out for resources um for Mm -hmm. help um and that the more resources that people have access to the better um which makes sense which is also Mm -hmm. a good segue damn that was good um to some resources that i've (laughs) gathered to help people out um and there are a lot if you if you just google mental health resources there are a lot i have just gathered some that are kind of specific to some certain groups, I would say. Um, I think the most important one might be 988, which we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the new, uh, if you're having experience in a mental health emergency and you don't feel safe calling 911, call 988. Is 988, sorry to interrupt you, Johnny, mm-hmm. 988 is specifically for suicidal ideation, suicide prevention. Yeah, su- it's a suicide okay. and crisis lifeline. Um, so use that. Um, and I also thought it'd be good to point out I am in college currently. Um, and if you are a student, see what your campus has to offer. 
Yes, as far as there's so many resources, I know I could I have access to free free counseling. Like yeah, I mm -hmm. use that at Cal State. It's super sick. Yeah, like you you pay for it with your tuition. So Mm -hmm. um, check out your centers. Um, There's usually tons of resources. Um, yeah, there's even couples counseling. Kayla and I went to it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, before yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have two websites here. One for LGBTQIA folks. It's called www.nami.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that has a bunch of resources tailored to mm-hmm. LGBTQ folks. And then another one mainly tailored to students is the jedfoundation.org. Um, oh, yeah. And then on that I've website, that one. yeah, I, it's very like intuitive. It's like, how, what are you feeling? You know, it has a bunch of things you can pick from, and it'll direct you to articles and resources about maybe to help you guide guide you of what you're feeling, how you're yeah, feeling, how cool. to help. And that is the jedfoundation.org. Good job, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah. And ask for um, help. I think that's a yes. big thing. Ask for help. I think the the main um, reason people complete suicides they feel like they're alone they feel like they have no one to talk to mm-hmm. and that's usually yeah. never the case no it i i noticed this student and it was like a pre-crisis moment and we sat down and talked and he was getting progressively mm-hmm. worse and it you could mm-hmm. tell like his trauma little bag was getting really heavy the whole week he was getting like really worse mm-hmm. and couldn't focus on the next thing and it was mm-hmm. getting so bad he just stopped altogether like doing anything and i was like mm-hmm. dude like what's going on and he was feeling really isolated, like he didn't belong. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, like you do. But I hope I made him feel better. But it felt really good to kind of what you were started out saying, Kaylee, was like, did we do enough? Mm-hmm. Could we have done something different to prevent this? And I feel mm-hmm. like it, I don't know how bad it could have gotten, but I did prevent yeah. something. And it felt mm-hmm. really good. So, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And yeah, I think I know. Nick, that you have said explicitly, like, your students do not listen. They don't engage in the, in the podcast. But I know no. I do have – I have students who are listening. And so I, I also want to say that to the people that I support on the day-to-day. Like, I see you. I'm here for you. You are not alone. And it is okay to talk to someone about some hard or sad things that you are feeling or experiencing. Like, I was watching a – a professional on campus engaged with someone recently and um, they had shared with this student like a a statistic about how often people in their lifetime think about suicide or think about um, self-harm and and they they talked about like uh, this, this staff member shared that at least once in everyone's life it is more than likely that you will think about or have thought about suicide or self-harm. And so it is not a, uh, not something that you should feel like is a bad thing to talk about or is like a, a it's a taboo thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you're not broken for, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not broken Mm -hmm. for thinking those thoughts. No. And you're Mm -hmm. not just going to kill yourself if you think Mm -hmm. about the thoughts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's not a death sentence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's okay well to look said. in the shadows of your psyche. It's mm-hmm. part of you. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to come up and fucking destroy you. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, I think. Wow. Light work. 
Yeah, it's just light work. <laughs> if anyone's listening to Trauma Drama, you can also always email us. You can we could be we could help you get connected to resources. We could be your support system in some way. Yeah, yeah we can help. <laughs> or we can talk about whatever you want to. Yeah, wanna yeah come, come on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> come on the pod. It's a silly uh, sentence. Well, great show, everybody. Yeah. Uh, follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, love, and hate. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to. Thanks for listening.